Hello and welcome to Respect the Dead, the podcast where we just don't. Sweaty, it's no surprise that everyone celebrated your demise and now worms are eating your eyes. So don't you worry your rotting head as you sleep in your sodden bed. It's time to respect the dead. Hey everybody, Editing Mandy here. I wanted to give you all um, a little bit of a content warning before we get into this episode. Later on, I will be talking, um, unfortunately, in some in some detail about um, animal deaths and cruelty to animals. So if that's something you would like to um, to skip, totally get that. Um, just wanted to give you all the heads up because, uh, yeah, if you're an animal lover, you're there's going to be part of this story that's going to be very disturbing to you. So just giving you the heads up, besties. Hi, everyone. I'm mainly Mandy. I'm Kaylin Conrad. And I'm Hoots. I'm talking about one of America's most famous inventors. Batman. Or rather, one of America's most famous people claiming to be an inventor, but was actually probably stealing most of his ideas or taking credit for other people. Elon Musk. I'm talking... <laughs> Thomas Edison. Damn it, Kaylin, you stole my joke. I was going to make that oh, joke that Thomas Edison was the Elon Musk of his time. You ruined I mean, it. I the similarities are uncanny. Like, striking. so uncanny. They're so both like, uncanny. They're both so shitty. They're both like, they both want to be inventors and they both like, I'm, I'm sure just like died mad. I mean, Elon Musk is still alive, but he's going to die mad. Like, um, yeah, Musk 100% had like a Pinterest board of just like photos of Edison, like sneaking out of other people's workshops, so, like holding light bulbs and stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mood board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I'm, I will let Mandy talk about this. No, no worries. No worries. Um, okay. So Thomas Alva Edison was born in February. <laughs> Yeah. was born on February 11th, 1847 in Milan, Ohio. Uh, one of seven children. Um, that face you made, sorry. It distracted me. Um, he suffered from hearing loss from a young age and that deafness likely influenced much of some of his life and later quote unquote inventions, which we'll talk about more later. Um, he worked at a lighthouse in 1854. Uh, he was in and out of school for a while. He had a hard time apparently in school because of, you know, being partially deaf. Um, he had a hard time focusing, even though he was apparently very interested. He got bored, was in and out of school a lot. Uh, not very unusual, honestly, though, for the time, like schooling for people for him just wasn't really a thing. Anyway, uh, in 1859, he quit school altogether and became a train boy, <laughs> which I love that as a term. <laughs> a train that, boy? That sounds... A train boy. So, like, literally was working on trains. He rode... So gay. Um, the train from, like, where they lived, I think, in o around Ohio somewhere into Michigan, I think it was. Mm -hmm. it. And I, uh, future Mandy can check that. But it was, like... Uh, at what age? Uh, he was a teenager at the time. Like, I think he was around 13 or so. And he walked around calling himself a train boy. The train boy, yeah. <laughs> so embarrassing. He was uh he was like twelve years old at the time because he was born in eighteen forty seven. This was in eighteen fifty nine. So yeah, it was about twelve years. The most eighteen fifty nine thing I've ever heard in my goddamn life. I'm a train, train boy. boy. Chugga chugga choo choo. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, oh, exactly. No. That was such a good Thomas Edison impression. Good job. Boots. Um, <laughs> Thanks. Exactly I did grow up in like. Fort Myers, Florida, which is where Thomas Alva Edison had his winter home. So I do a very yep. good Thomas Edison. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Um, in 1863, he became a telegraph apprentice. I believe this is around the time you moved to New York, too. Um, <laughs> That's the most 1863 <laughs> thing I've ever heard. <laughs> is that going to be the joke every time, every year? Or like, no, like to an, uh, to an actual uh, okay. person, like a human who did telegraph things. I had his name originally, then I took it out because I was trying to like. Make this and list in 1880, he became a tiddlywings <laughs> champion. <laughs> His favorite thing was the hoop with a stick. Uh, <laughs> like an um, apprentice to a hoop with a stick. Yes. <laughs> but he took credit for it anyway. <laughs> um, so by January of 1869, nice, he had made enough progress with the duplex telegraph, um, which is a device capable of transmitting two messages simultaneously on one wire, <laughs> which was not, a big deal. It's not even that impressive. <laughs> it was a big deal at the time. Uh, and a printer, which converted electrical... So I had to, just as a warning, everybody, I had to read a lot of science for this and I didn't understand most of it. So I'm sorry if I don't explain anything right. I'm just I laughing at Kaylin being like, it's not even that impressive. I've got a phone that talks to a satellite every time I talk yeah, to you. Like, <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but like, wait, like if you had been like 200 messages, I'm like, oh, it's twice as fast. So now people twice, like two times as many people can get messages that their like husband died in the war at the same time or something like, I don't know. Yeah. Husband and son, if they need to, to form the same woman. About, <laughs> she, wait, and this is, 18, the this is 1869. So it's like your husband died 18, in the so war yeah. five, four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh my sorry, God, I found out twice as fast as I would have found out before. <laughs> yeah, Normally we were super eight. backed up because before we could only fit one message in the wire at a time. <laughs> And now we can fit two. <laughs> well, at least um, I know okay, where he's been for the past four years. <laughs> right? I've been Something spinning on his picture every night. <laughs> <laughs> Probably still deserved it. <laughs> I mean, fair. Um, okay. And then he uh, also apparently worked again, quote unquote, here uh, on a printer, which converted electrical signals to letters. Um, but then he... Uh, yeah, so and apparently he was so into this that he abandoned <laughs> telegraphy for full time invention and entrepreneurship. And again, all of this is in big quotes, considering what we're going to talk about as we go yeah. through. Um, now, at the time, the reason why the, the telegraph stuff is kind of a big deal is that the market was like very fierce between all of these like telegraph companies. Um, it was dominated specifically by Western Union. And but there were all these like telegraph rivals. And Edison, um, he improved the Western Union system by working on a telegraph capable of sending and receiving four messages. <laughs> Look Look at him. But at the same time, a rival of theirs paid Edison. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just laughing at the fact that like my four messages would be like SK, 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 LMAO. And then like, <laughs> a bunch of crying Unmatched. emojis. And be like, same. <laughs> Kaylin, like, Most sending, <laughs> Kaylin sending a keyboard smash across the wire. <laughs> Keyboard smash. Like, what are they Stop. saying? 
The like, I don't know, just keep, just keep translating. L-M-A-O. What is F-G-H-K-D-S-A? <laughs> There's photos of a small round man crying. <laughs> but I guess I would have to like, it would just be like crying emoji in text. Right, just writing out the term crying emoji. Oh my god. Okay, sorry. I'm just like <laughs> no, so I'm not surprised. impressed by this. Uh, it's very old technology and I don't understand most of the, the terms that they explain. So like there's a bunch of explanation stuff that just did not make it into this document. That's so fine. We, don't, we, don't need to, to this, we don't need to educate people on what the fuck a telegram is. Oh, I know. But like there was like all this stuff about like this is the reason why it was such a big invention. And I'm like, I don't fucking understand half of this. It like, doesn't matter anyways because you're yeah. you are already smarter than Tom Edison you like you can do more I, on your I phone can... than he did his entire life and I mean True. we get it he was a big deal that's why we all know his name right yeah, yeah. exactly exactly um, okay so the rival of Western Union paid Edison a hundred thousand dollars for this like special new telegraph that could message how much people. is that in today's money uh, I think I it? saw it was like over a million uh, that was in 1874 Kaylin's on the case. <laughs> Kaylin's going to look it up. Saving future Mandy. Hey, everybody. Editing Mandy here. I would like to confirm that, yes, I am happy. I don't have to look that up. 19 million. Okay. Jesus. I knew it was Lisa. <laughs> or wait, 38 million? Why is there two numbers? B- between 19 and 38 million. <laughs> Yeah. So like 25 million. <laughs> we'll just like cut the difference. Yeah. Um, yeah and then uh, apparently years of litigation followed. This is a, a, a theme in Edison's life is um, doing some shit. And then there just being litigation mm. that apparently got solved eventually because he was rich. He's so, so happy. Yeah. yeah. He was so happy and he got sued a lot at the same time. It's a lot of that. Sounds like a rich person. Yep. You're right. Sounds like a certain rich person. Rich people love going to court. They're like, mm, I'm kind of bored. I think I might sue somebody. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> I want to put on my suit. <laughs> I haven't worn it in a while. I, there's just something about testifying that makes me feel really important. It's like everybody's there to hear what I have to say. People feel bad for <laughs> and me. And I get to and say, that feels good. Your Honor. <laughs> <laughs> it does feel fun to say that non-ironically um, Okay, so in 1875 He moved into a laboratory and mechanic shop uh, In Ooh. Menlo Park, New Jersey And this is kind of like where apparently A lot of his, quote, best work was done <laughs> Quote his as well uh, <laughs> um, He started working on Creating an alternative to gas lights in 1878 And was backed <laughs> by people like J.P. Morgan and the Vanderbilts <laughs> So like rich money. Yeah. So, Gaslighting us. He's like, I can gaslight you four times as hard with this new gaslight. <laughs> yeah, basically. Let me make a new gaslight. Uh, <laughs> let me let me light bomb you. Um, <laughs> um wait till TikTok gets old of this. Right. Um the uh the boy boss. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Edison Electric Light Co. was formed on November 15th uh, to carry out experiments with electric lights and to control any patents resulting from them. Uh, this would later merge with Thomas Houston in 1892 to become General Electric Co. So 
Oh. Fun. Uh, and now we're going to start talking about all the shitty stuff. So at this Yay. point, this is gonna, this is just going to be fun. Is it shittier than just making a slightly better telegram? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Oh, we, oh, there's one in particular I'm really excited for you two to hear about. Um, okay. So first of all, he has been falsely given sole credit for the light bulb, which was actually the result of mm-hmm. many inventors. And it was the result also of decades of people sort of like building off of each other. Like this was... This, this was kind of a, a big theme too of, of Edison's sort of work is that a lot of it is him sort of standing on the shoulders of other people and then taking sole credit for everything. That's like a big theme of his. Again, like a certain person I really fucking hate who's on Twitter a lot. Fuck you, Elon Musk. Uh, <laughs> just throwing that out there. Have you seen that meme that's like a guy like uh, who, with a medal on, uh, like getting awarded with a medal who's like flicking everybody off and like spraying champagne everywhere and then the yes. meme like zooms out and he's in like third place? Yes. That's him. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what Edison was. Uh, and Musk. Um, so Joseph Swan, who invented his light bulb in the ni- 1860s, sorry, um, and Edison actually had a dispute over patents before they decided to team up. But then in 1879, Edison successfully claimed the patent for himself. So that's kind of another part of this is like he keeps making these patents and getting to these patent claims. And then the other person ends up either just sort of like dropping out or he buys it them off of it or something along those lines. So like he'll team up with people kind of use them up and then go oh it's mine now <laughs> sorry about that for you meow my cat's here if you hear a cat that's tantrum <laughs> <laughs> okay it took me a second to realize that wasn't part of the quote <laughs> <laughs> Edison says, meow. Like, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get into a patent with you and then i'm gonna use you up and then i'm gonna screw you over meow meow my cat's here <laughs> <laughs> that's a direct that's a direct I mean, quote he was a furry he was a furry like, little known fact <laughs> yep. you're like his business partner and you just sign some patent stuff and you get a tell you get four telegrams <laughs> that, that are like so fast sorry you're out meow meow sorry that was my cat my cat's here stop that was my cat stop <laughs> meow meow uh, um in his meow stop <laughs> it- in his life, he held uh, 1,093 patents, uh, which was a world record. Um, and some of his works, again, big quotes here, uh, include the phonograph, the incandescent lamp, the first commercial electric light and power system, uh, an experimental electric railroad, and key elements of motion picture apparatus, which we'll talk about that more too later. Um but here's the thing. How many of these he invented himself is dubious. Um, yeah, he, he's been claimed to have stolen a lot of these or bought them from other inventors. Um, also, interesting fact, uh, Edison depended on dozens of muckers, which were basically his employee base. So he, what he would do is he would hire these like young men fresh out of school, um, y- college or technical school, who would come work for him. And then they would be the ones actually working on the inventions. Like he would have this general Edison's idea boys. of what he wanted to have them do. And then they would be the ones actually inventing them. So there's a lot of these stories about like, oh, this employee invented this thing. And then Edison slapped his name on it, basically. Yeah, because whatever you invent while you work there is property. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, the they average- have that at um, Starbucks, too. If you like thought of a good idea or created like a cool drink, Starbucks is like I actually own that. Starbucks, you doodle now. something on our yeah. you, you you doodle something on our napkin. We own that. Yeah, that this is the thing right. with any tech company. If you use 
one of their computers to do anything. It doesn't matter yeah. what it is, even if it's like an outside of work project, even if it's like write your fucking novel on it. Like yeah. um, <laughs> that is property of them if you've done it on their computer. Gers was six days for a total of 55 hours. Um, <laughs> one of the weirder facts I found out about Edison when interviewing potential employees, Edison would offer them soup and see if they seasoned it before or after tasting it. Because it's uncouth. Premature tasters weren't hired on principle. And there was some quote I should have I should have probably saved it. That was something like about premature like, salters. Yeah, salt salt and pepper, basically. So, not, not tasters. So, yeah. So anyone any, oh anyone who God. seasoned it without tasting it, he was yeah. like, You don't know if it was amazing. You have no class. Right. You just like you just yeah. want flavor. You don't want to like, like enjoy the, the delicate meats of my light bulb soup. You don't have the scientific <laughs> spirit within yeah. you because like you are point. willing you to didn't test investigate. something. Exactly. Yeah. It's all about yeah. innovation. It's all about like, oh, you're supposed to be constantly testing and questioning things. Like, is this oh, soup good? You God. won't know until you test it first. Yeah, it was. Um, well, maybe really weird. I know it wasn't really good because you're a nasty man. How about I'm a really fucking good cook and like I can tell by looking and smelling at this. Right. Or if that, I done, made the soup several million that times. That it's going to need some fucking salt and pepper. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, like, I'm sorry, but everybody smoked back then. Like you need some salt and pepper because your taste buds are dead. Right. Like you, there's literally like as someone who smoked for like 20 fucking years. Like, it was a long time before I was like, oh, my God, is that what food tastes like? And my <laughs> friends were like, yeah, you've been putting, like, eight times the amount of salt and spices in food that you then you need to be. Like, mm. this this has been bad for everyone. Yep. Mm. <laughs> they smoked without filters, too. They were just raw dog in that tobacco. Oh, yeah. That's good <laughs> stuff. Rot your teeth right over your fucking face. <laughs> Put them in a slide. Um, okay, so th this is probably my favorite of my stories that I found about Edison. So there's a story about how a French inventor whose name was Louis Le Prince, I assume is how that's pronounced, Ooh. was on his way to patent his motion picture device in 1890. He was seen boarding his plane with his luggage on September 13th. <laughs> he was never seen again and his luggage <laughs> went missing. And there was a ton of conspiracy <laughs> theories that Edison was involved. Is this a conspiracy um, mm -hmm. theory when I already believe it? Right. Oh, like, I believe it. I a thousand percent believe it. I remember this. Uh, I remember year, this. A year later. Not Edison, that I was there at the time, but I remember the story. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, you working for Edison, like only like the camera pans to like you in like a flight attendant's outfit, like speaking French while like putting a knife into your sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> Take that. Um a year later, Edison filed a patent for a motion picture camera and was sued by the Le Prince family. His son, uh, Le, Le Prince's son, um, who was testifying in the lawsuit against Edison, was shot and killed the following year. His murderer was never caught. Uh, Le Prince himself was officially declared dead in 1897. He definitely killed him. He a thousand percent. Killed There's like him. a whole bunch of like the I, I believe like one of the main reasons why Hollywood became the center of uh, the film industry was because Edison chased a whole bunch of people out from like the East Coast. They uh, came yeah, here to get away right. from him. Yeah, no, I think that's probably completely correct. Just so they weren't murdered. <laughs> yeah, because Edison yeah. was like, Edison was like, this moving picture thing is going to make me a lot of money and nobody else is moving in on my territory. And there were yeah. like, a bunch of like New York Jews, basically, who were like, um, 
we just want to create art. <laughs> We're going to move to California, I guess. There's more stuff about motion pictures that I have here. Um, I like how we just keep calling them motion pictures. <laughs> well, that's what they call the movies. They're movies. like pictures that move. You know, them, them at what point were they called talkies? Yeah, talkies. I think were like <sighs> after after motion picture, that, right? It was like yeah. motion picture, and then like it was talkies like because they were like late talking 20s, motion pictures. Was when they started. Yeah, talkies was when they started getting sound. In the so the 20s. majority of work that was being done on Edison's movie projector uh, was actually done by an assistant, of course, named William Dickinson, who started yeah, in 1888. Um, it was called the, I might not be pronouncing this right, the Kintograph. Um, so there, there, there's the Kintograph, which is like the actual, quote, camera that films the, the thing. And then there were these peepholes in this thing called a kintoscope, which was basically like a box you would oh. look into, peep in a hole, and that would play the picture for you. And originally that was oh. like the focus that Edison had, but then he later wanted to get into like actual commercialized motion pictures, like doing like movie theaters and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But initially he was like reticent to do that because he was like, oh, no, no, peepholes are where it's at. Um, <laughs> so. That's Ooh. him. He looks like the guy from Pushing Daisies. He's kind of a little cutie. Oh, that's a... I, I don't think I've seen that picture of him. Let me see. That's Dickinson. Is that, is that Dick, oh, that's Dickinson. Okay, I thought that was Edison. Yeah. I was like, he looks too handsome. No, no. He's a little cutie. Mm-hmm. He is cute. He is a little cutie. I like his widow's peak. Yeah. Me too. Uh, sorry, I, I hear about a man named Dickinson and I want to have a look. <laughs> totally fair. Um so, yeah, Edison eventually moved on to trying to make silent films, uh, but his projector didn't work very well. Uh, the images often came too early or late between the sound. Audiences were really annoyed by it. Um, he also faced a ton of lawsuits because he was, like, trying to patent his stuff, and then other people were making their own motion picture devices that were better uh, and filing their patents. And it was, like, a lot – there was a lot of, like, weird law- lawsuit stuff going on there. Um so he eventually left the film industry and business for good in 1918. That's when he finally gave up. And yet another shady movie-related incident. Uh, Edison obtained a pirated copy of the film A Trip to the Moon, uh, which at the time was sort of like exploding all over London. And mm-hmm. A Trip to the Moon, I think it's one of the first movies, isn't it? Like it's one of the first yeah. like recognized pieces of actual cinema because it's like an actual like plot and everything i've never actually seen it but for listeners it's that jules verne thing that you've uh Mm. that you've probably seen clips of where the moon has got like a man's face in it and there's like a rocket that crashes into it that's the one it's very aesthetic shit (laughs) at the the time it was a very old aesthetic yeah it was a big deal it was very whimsical yeah Yeah. i mean they went to the moon that was impressive uh so (laughs) thomas edison uh made numerous copies of his pirated copy and then took them back to america with him he showed the pirated film across the usa and reaped huge amounts of money showing the film uh, didn't giving <laughs> no, he did not, he didn't give and, and the guy that actually made the movie um what was his I name love it. crap i just have the last it's like name it's like me showing M- avengers Millies? in a library Millies? basement charging like 5 bucks a pop and charging like, 5 bucks a person yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, and Except the, the, that would be based because you'd be taking money from Disney. Yeah, right. <laughs> and not from so this, that they like, never make man. another fucking Marvel again. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, um, and, and yeah, I, I don't know how to pronounce this person's name, but the the person who made the actual movie didn't make 
any money from any of these American showings. So basically, by the time he was ready to come over to America with the movie to show it over here, everyone had already seen it from fucking Edison. Um, and it did tossed, he know? Like he, I don't think he knew until. Pro- I mean, eventually he found out. Imagine because there getting was, here. And he's like, oh, my God, there's already a movie with the same name as mine. What are the odds? And then you like go to see it to check out the competition. You're like, oh, my God, this is my movie. It even says property of what's my name screener at the bottom in the corner. <laughs> it's got a sign number. Mind, I imagine it as one of those like um, the things where you, someone records a movie with like a shitty side camera. Yes. The so it's like, like a little like bootleg, <laughs> little projector that's and like filming it. <laughs> I fucking love those. I watched, um, no, I didn't, but my friend watched um, Spider-Man No Way Home on it. Oh, on really? One of those. Um, um, and my friend told me um, mm-hmm. that I don't know, and I don't know their name, so I can't rub, rub them out. Um, but people stood up and clapped at one point and I just like completely covered the Aww. entire screen. Oh my God. And I'm like, if you're the person filming it, you need to stand up too. Right. So that, yeah. so that like, you know, you got to move with the crowd, but put yeah. in the work. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Sorry. Um, uh, and yeah, so the, and, and it's interesting cause that director, the one that actually made that film uh, eventually went bankrupt <laughs> so there's some thoughts that maybe hmm. that might have contributed to it a little bit you know just maybe do you think that the like wait all the the sales he lost out in the united states and all the prestige might have contributed to him um going bankrupt or are we thinking he was just really bad with money like he had like a shoe addiction or something he had like I don't, a closet full of manalo blana i mean i don't know that much about the director the, the actual director of the movie so i couldn't say but he, he did go bankrupt the eventually of carrie so. from sex in the city was based on him <laughs> um, that's not who I was thinking about but now that's my favorite <laughs> just like picturing him like smoking at his typewriter by his window just being like and I wondered if nobody knew that the movie was mine did I even make it <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't help but wonder is Thomas Edison a fucking asshole listen <laughs> some, some fucking pun that Carrie would make Hmm. Um, I'm yeah, trying to find wasn't. his name. What what is his name? Um, William Dickinson. Oh wait, no, that's no, the else. other one. So it's spelled M E L I E S, but it has like the little accent marks Malay. over the E's. Malay. Malay. Is she French? I mean, you could look up a trip to the moon, and that would probably bring bring him up. Yeah, Kaylin, you can speak French, right? <laughs> um, no, I just pretend to. Um, <laughs> I just assume because you're Canadian. <laughs> uh, I did not do super well um, in French. Both my parents uh, speak fluent French, but they didn't want to teach us because they used that to talk about us while we were in the room. <laughs> oh yeah. George, uh, George Melies. Yeah, you pronounce Melies. yes. Melies. 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 George Melies. And it's like George. George. <laughs> George Melies. Like George Surratt. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, in 1884 is when Nikola Tesla enters the chat, everybody. Um, our little baby boy, our, our baby, intel king, our intel king, <laughs> our baby boy, our weird pigeon guy, because he was really into pigeons, apparently. Mm. Um, 
Oh, I, I remember that one story. He smelled very strong. <laughs> Probably did. Um, so he he uh, Tesla greatly admired Edison at the time and uh, came to basically oh, work no. for Edison oh, for a little bit. I know, right? It's like, oh, honey, baby, sweetie, child. No. Um, so uh, he suggested creating an AC powered motor. Now, this this is the one bit of science I made myself look into because I was a little confused about this. Mm-hmm. So at the time. Uh, direct current was essentially the the go to, and that's what Edison had all his patents on. He controlled all of the direct power. Is that what DC stands for? In in this yeah. context, yes. Direct I've never current looked and it alternating up. Not current. Not like for Washington DC, but like in this particular. No, I know. <laughs> direct current. Washington well, that's District of Columbia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a little different. Um, but for the in this context, so direct current. Um, is uh, does not vary in time since the flow is stable and undirectional. It is the current stored in the battery in batteries. An alternating current, on the other hand, uh, flows <laughs> cyclically, uh, yeah. fluctuating in magnitude and direction at regular intervals. This is the current that travels through the power lines to the sockets in our home. So that so now we 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 all use AC okay. now, but at the time DC was kind of the go to. It was considered more stable, whereas AC was they hadn't quite figured that out yet. And Tesla was the one who basically eventually figured it out. So he comes to Edison and suggests creating an AC powered motor, and Edison promised him uh, fifty thousand dollars, which is over a million today. That if thank uh, you for checking, I, I no problem. The, the the source said it, so that helped. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but said that if Tesla could improve upon Edison's DC generators, uh, he would give him that money, right? So after several months of work, and if you look into Tesla, apparently he had this kind of like eureka moment where he figured out the perfect way to do it, and he worked on it. Blah blah blah. He comes back to Edison after months of work. Uh, to, to get his reward and, and present his findings. And Edison said, when you become a full-fledged American, you will appreciate an American joke <gasps> and refuse to give him the money. And Tesla quit that very God, moment. God, he was such a dick. He was such, such a, a dick. dick. Oh such my God. a dick. I hate dick. him so much. I would have fucking electrocuted him. So him. And I, I would have invented a toaster and then I would have thrown it in his bathtub. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> like fucking Joan Cusack and Adam's Family Values. <laughs> yes. What about Debbie? <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, and so like Tesla left, and this this is part of the reason why the Tesla uh, Edison rivalry has exploded the way it does because there's just like all the stories of just Edison just being a dick to Tesla. Because now we're gonna get you into probably cut the sexual tension with a knife. Yeah. Right. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> oh my god. That is somebody's like a tumblr fanfic no okay some like 2013 tumblr fanfic holy shit tesla was hot as fuck tesla was hot he was he was really cute he looks like a fucking podcaster i'm oh god yeah and i'm but i'm sure he smelled worse than one oh oh (laughs) absolutely but like this this vibe he was a cutie he was a little incel king though he didn't oh like he he didn't touch anybody. Mm-hmm. Did Thomas he? Edison is fucking. I, I have no idea. I really don't know that much about Tesla other than she's like not this because he's he's a good boy as far as I know. <laughs> Maybe yeah, he's terrible. Thomas Ed- <laughs> we only know about bad people. Sorry. Yeah. Thomas Edison <laughs> is outing. ugly as fuck. He has like I'm brown outing myself as a little as a little fucking a podcaster lover as well. But yeah, Nik- Nikolai Tesla's uh, 
mustache really does it for me. Right? I really <laughs> like, love I'm, like a 19th century mustache. Uh, with He's, a little fucking hair part and that smarmy fucking look. Uh, I eat it God, up. Look at me like you're going to treat me like shit. Did you all know that if you sign up for the $15 tier or higher on our Patreon for Respect the Dead, you can submit an ad for a fake business? We actually have a few patrons signed up for that level right now, but no one has submitted one yet. Hmm. Too bad. With that in mind, I'd like to tell you all about mainly Mandy's Discount Dead Possum Massages. Yes, here at my totally very real business, we give you the best massages money can buy. So long as you want to be massaged with a dead possum. Our masseuses are carefully trained, vetted professionals with credentials that would make your bottom lip drop to your toes. Our possums are dead. Our massage packages include options to include acupuncture, many petties, and a wide range of other fun additions. Our possums come in various decomposing states, including fresh off the freeway, consumed by maggots, and my personal favorite, bones. So come on down to Mainly Mandy's Discount Dead Possum Massages on Route 6969 today. Come for the massages and then never leave. Ever. Yeah, so so Tesla and uh, Edison became basically locked into this this power struggle uh, with AC versus DC power, which is to this day known now as the War of Currents. Um, there was another gentleman involved in this who <laughs> like he basically bought Tesla's patent. Like he basically funded Tesla and his name was like Westinson or something like that. I, I didn't write down his name because he doesn't really show up that much in the story. It was mostly focused on Edison and Tesla. But basically he was like Tesla's kind of like founder a little bit. Gave him money and helped him with his research. He was like, me too. He was, I'm helping. <laughs> that was his thing. Uh, so like he was involved in it too. But it's and mostly focused. <laughs> exactly. So like it was mostly focused on Edison and Tesla. And so uh, as, as I imagine you two might already know, um, Edison basically went on this giant campaign to prove that DC was safer than AC power. And how he did that is that he would go into towns across the country and pay children to bring him animals, usually like local cats and dogs. Um, and then, and I'm so sorry for any animal lovers, um, he would electrocute them live in front of the audience to show with the DC okay. power, uh, with the AC power, sorry, um, to prove how dangerous it was. Uh, it was usually cats and dogs, but sometimes he would do horses, he would do cows. <laughs> and the most infamous story is an elephant named oh. Topsy. No, she had a name. Her name was Topsy. She was a circus elephant, mm -hmm. uh, and she was 36 years old oh, at the she time. Probably know. Um, I actually found a really nice little documentary about Topsy. If anyone wants to find it on YouTube, uh, it was it was like a Poor 10 Topsy. minute long video. Um, God, so basically, he was such a dick. He was such a dick. He was such a dick. Electrocuting so, fucking elephant. Um, also, to be like, look at this. This is this is dangerous. Which also, like, you can electrocute someone with a direct current of electricity. You could. Too. That's the thing. It depends on. Like, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm saying the obvious here. He invented yeah. the the electric chair, right? As well. well to also, you're jumping ahead. You're jumping ahead. But yes. Sorry. Yeah. No. No. Spoilers. You're, it's okay. You're spoiling, but it's okay. Spoilers. No. No. It's fine. Um. So. So a little bit more about the elephant situation because there there is some interesting information I found about that that I the was, elephant was in the surprising. room. The let me address yeah. the, the elephant, elephant in the room. Topsy rest in peace queen we love you <laughs> never forget um so the reason why topsy was sentenced to death is that she as a circus elephant had been treated fucking terribly and she kept attacking people because she was treated fucking terribly um the first man she killed was like a drunk mm. i guess who like 
came into her tent one day it. and deserved. Yeah, he like was poking and aggravating her. He like put out um, a cigarette okay. on her Won't trunk. Um, <gasps> it was horrible, like absolutely horrible. So, so crush him. Why not? She, oh, she yeah. did. She did. She crushed Stop him. Stop him out like a little Good. fucking cockroach. <laughs> no, no. She had a. She Stop was him out like a cigarette. <laughs> Topsy did nothing wrong. I want that hashtag to go viral after this. Um, so yeah, like she she was basically cruelly treated by her owners and trainers, and it got to the point where they were getting so much bad press. They're like, well, we have to we have to put her down, and they decided that the most humane way to do it was to well, they they actually kind of ripple down on her. They um they fed her poison. There's the electrocution itself. And they also strangled her for 10 minutes after she was electrocuted. Oh my fucking god. Oh my yeah. god. We'll have to put a trigger so warning on animal cruelty for this one. Yeah, it's 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 content warning. Animal cruelty. Giant content warning at the beginning of this, this podcast because like I'll, I'll add that. Post. Oh my god, this is like this that is so meme bad. where it's like white girls sitting there listening like just like knitting, listening to a podcast. So it's like, and then he grabbed her and then he killed her. He stabbed her 48 times in the chest. And they're just like, <laughs> just like chilling, listening to a true crime podcast. But it's like, well, yep. Then they electrocuted her. Then they strangled her for 10 minutes to make sure she was dead. Like, this is so un. Like uncalled for. It is. This, it, this it is was, literal overkill. It's hor- and, and again, this I, is all because of the horrible treatment of the way that circus elephants have been treated their whole life, and, yeah. and all circus animals. So this is very much like you know, Clowns. a justice for Topsy moment, please. Like Clowns. circus. Yeah. Uh, I, I hope that I hope that Topsy and Harambe are chilling in heaven. Yeah. Having, having, having the one. best time away from the humans that, that yeah. made their lives a, a misery. Yeah. And I think this is also after and, and I, I could double check this, but I think this is also after an, another sort of infamous public execution of an elephant that was um, I believe her name was Mary, the elephant who who was hung to death. Like they hung her with like a crane. Oh. Um, and it was another situation Elephants where so she smart as they're well. so smart. They're so well, aware they're of what's so going smart. on. Like, it was another situation crane. where I think she attacked people because she was being maltreated. And so that's what how they dealt with the situation. Yeah. And people were if horrified by it, apparently. And so the, like that was kind of like oh we want to avoid this situation let's electrocute her instead like okay it's if you need a crane to hang something don't hang it right that seems like a good idea there were so many moments where you could have changed your mind mm-hmm. it's like finding a crane like that whole time that they were like out looking for a fucking crane to use and they're like yeah do you use your can we use your crane to hang a fucking elephant mm-hmm. and they're like obviously not like yeah that's not something our cranes are for like um, like who makes that decision? Mm-hmm. Um, a few more details about about this, and we'll move on because I know this is this sucks. Um, but she was what they they attached her to uh, copper sandals. That that's what shot the electricity through her. No fucking um, way. And it is filmed, Jesus. by the way. You can find it on YouTube. I I, I no, will admit okay. I was morbidly curious and I did watch it, but <laughs> no, it's, it's, right. you don't need to watch it. It's really, it's terrible. Is it really upsetting? It's, it's really upsetting. I mean, it's a very old timey film, so it's not like very detailed, but like it's, it's, it's really horrible. Um, so, you know, if you look into that listeners, like take care of yourself. It's a really sad, I I highly recommend watching the Topsy documentary I found, which I I have linked in my, in my show notes. Um, Does the documentary include this footage? It does. Um, but at least it's like. Oh, the entire okay. time it's talking about how fucking terrible elephants okay, were treated. Well, content and, warning on the documentary. Too. <laughs> yeah, big content warning on all that. Um, now, here's Wait, the. Did you say the documentary oh. was 10 minutes? Yeah, it's just like a short like video essay they, kind of but thing. But they also strangled one. her for 10 minutes? 
Yeah. Like, <laughs> is the document? Oh, okay. It doesn't show the whole thing. Right. It's a it's the, the, the video oh, so, just shows clips. So okay. okay, hey, okay let, let me let me let me literally say the next sentence. She died in about <laughs> ten seconds, but then they strangled her okay. for ten minutes. That that's what happened. So like they fed her poison. They brought her over to this thing electrocuted oh her and then they put this they had this rope around her neck that they used to strangle her to make sure she was dead and only after 10 minutes did they allow a vet or they had a couple of vets um go over to her to make sure she was dead and that that's when they declared her dead she's fucking crazy she was out zoo. before that yeah and, and, Good and Lord. She, she goes down almost instantly it's it's really it's very disturbing to see Baby. um and uh, onlookers <sighs> describe the smell of like burning flesh and other like Oh my god! It was like it was a big public event. Like a lot of people saw this. This got filmed, obviously, because there's footage of it. Um, now, here here's the thing that's a little controversial. There's some question as to whether or not Edison himself was actually involved in this. Like, obviously, he had the history of electrocuting animals, so it makes sense that people would think so. Not to mention his company, the Edison uh, Lighting Company, was the one that provided the electricity. And it was filmed with his cameras. However, at the time that this happened, it was 10 years after the war of the currents had ended, essentially. And he wasn't involved in the company anymore. So it's a little unclear how involved he actually was with it. This might have been a situation mm. where they, the, the people wanted to kill the elephant, got in touch with Edison's company after the fact to have this happen. Okay. So like I saw a couple of sources that were claiming that again, I'm not sure if that's true or not. Um, certainly I can see why that chain of events in might've cemented in people's minds. Like, Oh, he electrocuted other animals. Makes sense. He would electrocute an elephant, but there is some question as to if he was involved directly or not. Either way, Topsy yeah. should have not been treated that way. My girl was done dirty and I will miss her forever. Even though I never met her. Cause fuck that. Baby. Um, but this it's still going to be on his list of sins. Like, yeah. I mean, it's his technology. He's going to be there with a fucking electric chair I mean, for him. Satan's yeah. not going to be like, well, the jury is out on this one. <laughs> like, right. Satan's no. going to be like, welcome, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. No, like, Topsy's sure. standing behind him. Ready to crush Thomas Edison's fucking testicles. Yeah. They're a little feet. Now, um, Apparently, at some point around this time of Edison, when he was electrocuting, uh, electrocuting animals, he was asked what he <laughs> thought the most humane way to kill somebody would be, like a human being would be. And he said uh, an AC electric chair. Um, and the guy that worked with Tesla, uh, again, Westington, or I, I should have written down his name. I'm annoyed that I didn't. Um, he was horrified by this idea absolutely horrified and did not want it to move forward he was like no i don't want this to happen obviously because now you're electrocuting fucking human beings which in itself is terrible but also the, the bigger association with uh, ac being dangerous basically yeah. right so it's actually an employee of edison named harold brown who uh, essentially invented and worked on the chair of course edison has since taken credit for it because it's him uh something that i thought was kind of funny is that edison claimed to be against cup capital punishment but also worked on this chair and advertised this chair and put his name all over it i'm against capital punishment except when it makes my uh business enemies uh, look bad. <laughs> yeah, basically. And when it and makes me like money, I, <laughs> when I get the money, I'm like really against it until my makes my bank account go. <laughs> <laughs> 
I got a couple of telegrams from my bank and I feel good about this now. (laughs) (laughs) You got four of them, actually. (laughs) Four, yes, at the same time, because I'm so fancy. Um, So the first use of this electric chair took place on August 6, 1890. The first 17-second-long charge failed to kill the man who was an alleged axe murderer. Um, after waiting for the generator to recharge and amping up the voltage, the next charge at least brought an end to the horrible eight minute long ordeal. So they tried for 17 seconds that didn't work. And then they had to wait, recharge it and then try again. All the while they would have been smelling this man's organs like burning. Yep. While he was alive. Having to marinate it. Probably. Yeah. How are they charging it? Is there some like, girl vanna white with a crank uh battery sure. like what are they some i don't know hamsters there's some hamsters like, there's some gerbils <laughs> yeah i'm like how are they charging it like where is the electricity even coming from kaylee like, you're are asking they on me a grid <laughs> so there, there weren't i don't think there were really power grids at the time i think they like yeah. had like a thing that they charged up like, and generator. it was probably like some a sort crank of or something yeah. yeah i don't yeah again there was a lot of science that i just did not bother reading <laughs> like i saw it my eyes glazed over and then i heard like the voice of my grandmother <laughs> calling me and i was just like nah i'm done <laughs> and then i just moved on I, I wasn't so much asking you as asking aloud like but like in the time uh, like imagine having to be the person that charged it up for the next one. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's it's gross. Um, let's move on to X-rays. So Edison became fascinated by X-rays and began experimenting with them in 1895, mostly using one of his employees, a man named Clarence Daly, who would put his own hand underneath the X-ray machine that Edison created or claim maybe created it i don't quote quote um for hours on end (laughs) by 1900 he had begun developing lesions his hair began falling out and his right hand was swollen and painful Mm -hmm. so so guess what he did instead he put his other hand underneath it switched hands that's the only thing that makes sense. Yep. Yeah, I mean, give the other hand a break. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, he started. Oh yeah, he started with his left, and then he, he went on to his right. Uh, and the mm-hmm. same thing started happening to the other hand. Surprise, surprise. You don't say. Um, eventually, he had his left <laughs> arm amputated and four fingers removed from the right Jesus. hand. Jesus. Um, apparently, he also like aged dramatically. Like he had wrinkles. He looked terrible. Yeah. He had lesions. They kept like initially they were trying to use like um, parts of his legs to like help his arms out like they were like doing skin grafts uh, and then eventually they were just like we just got to take the arm so they took the arm Uh, the uh, the entire right arm the the other arm uh, was removed in 1903 daily died the following year at age 39 Um, after this oh god. Yep. After this and uh, nearly losing an eye himself because Edison at one point was like shooting it directly into his own eye and he almost uh, lost an eye. Uh, He swore off working with x-rays, though he has continued to be credited as being the inventor of them. Uh, And I had never heard of Daly, honestly, before this. So I did not know about about Mm -hmm. Daly. Um, So, yeah. Doesn't like don't x-rays just like exist? Well, they didn't back then. (laughs) No, I mean, like, isn't like it? Isn't it just like a type of ray? <laughs> like, I, I guess he invented like taking an X-ray, but I'm like, how much? It's yeah, being able to see. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think they were working on yeah the technology. 
because like uh, there's a there's a famous example used that like the president, one of the presidents at the time got shot and they used the x-ray to like find one of the bullets. But he, he still died because it was mm-hmm. in a bad spot. And <laughs> probably all that radiation, that last minute's radiation <laughs> didn't help much. Um, so he yeah. still died. I think it was mckinley wait so did he invent like the imaging or did he yeah yeah he invented the imagery yeah. imaging I, using um x-rays using yeah x-rays i think, I think and, that's specific. radiation yeah radiation i think that's specifically what they were trying they were learning how to like make those images happen yeah. and 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 experimenting with that and it yeah was really bad because they didn't know how bad the, radi- the radiation was for people <laughs> until <sighs> someone started losing his arms um uh, we didn't uh-huh. think of animal testing. Like I know people are against animal testing, but he wasn't. Like, it is interesting. I didn't why see don't we a plop lot a mouse in there. I think the idea was that they wanted to use people because they wanted to use it on people. Like they don't they don't care about animals. <laughs> why would they X-ray an animal? I guess I don't know. I there was this weird period of history where people were just sort of like, huh, animals. I don't know, weird machines that exist in nature. Meh. Like they just didn't really care about animals. Annoying. This is very bad science. Yeah, there's actually there's a <laughs> scientist I would like not to be a very good scientist. <laughs> it's not. There's a scientist in particular I might talk about in the future who did all these like blood experimentations on dogs and it was it was real bad. That Ew. it's real bad. It's real bad. Um. Anyway, let, no, let's not talk about that right now. We've already talked about enough animal cruelty for one podcast. Um. Yeah. Content warning: animal cruelty. So much animal cruelty. Uh. So just to make ourselves feel a little better, uh, there were a ton of things that Edison um invented that just didn't go anywhere they were shit inventions they didn't have any traction and edison was very much a businessman like that that was a kind of an important distinction between mm-hmm. like edison and tesla tesla wanted to create things like to actually help humanity he was very interested in making things as accessible as possible at least from my understanding whereas edison was a businessman and he very much was like if i'm going to create something or somebody else is going to create something and i'm going to profit off of it it has to have a market so that was he was always kind mm-hmm. of thinking that that way um so for example there was the electric pen which apparently was very loud <laughs> and too messy so it didn't work out very well why um, would you need your pen means. to be electric <laughs> so it was so, like, you know how like some things are just better analog like why do you need yeah. an electric pen I, I don't understand i tried reading about the electric pen and I, it said something along the lines i think it had to do with like converting morse code directly into a pen and it would make dots or something and then you would fill in the ink and that would i don't know it, it didn't sound like a very good invention and it didn't do very sounds well like too many steps too many steps i don't know but it broke you can literally just have someone rewrite it just just write just write it it's fine um there was also apparently some kind of uh auto recording vote machine uh that did not work at all uh and also one of my favorite stories a talking doll <laughs> The doll was supposed to be released on Christmas uh, for Christmas of 1888, uh, but didn't come out until almost two years later and was taken off the shelves less than a month after they were went to market. <laughs> she scared um, those kids. <laughs> she scared everybody. So like basically she was a talking doll that had a little phonograph, which he had, you know, invented mm-hmm. uh, inside of her. And the, the, the phonograph did not work. Um, cons- I have a quote here. Consumers complained that they were too fragile and broke easily in the hands of young girls. 
Even the slightest bump down the stairs could cause the mechanism to come loose. Some reported that the toy's voice grew fainter after only an hour of use. Beyond that, the dolls didn't exactly sound like sweet companions. Their voice were just ghastly. I'm trapped inside this doll. Edison sucks. It's like some horrible Teddy Ruxman. I'm not Did either of you have talking dolls growing up? I think I had, I, I think I had more, <laughs> I think I had a couple of like me, yeah, maybe like a talking bear or something like that. I don't remember. I wasn't mm-hmm. very into dolls, but I had a lot of stuffed animals and I'm sure some of them made noises. I'm pretty sure. I had a doll named Mirabelle and Mirabelle had a camera set into her chest so and you up. put on a video that like, um, <gasps> oh, Mirabelle I think I remember those with you. Yeah, you put on a videotape that Mirabelle could watch with you and the camera would like pick up where in the video we were. It was like Mirabelle's story. Um, And she would comment on it as we were watching. She should have started a little YouTube video like channel where she's just doing commentary on all (laughs) I mean, she probably had more followers than I do. I mean, same, right? Some quality (laughs) content. We should collab with her. Uh, (laughs) Okay, um, so moving on from the doll thing. Uh, so, Ch- Ch- Chai Chester Bell and Charles Summer Taint Tainter. What are these names? <laughs> Chester what? Bell and Charles Summers Taint. <laughs> yeah. Um, they developed an improved phonograph machine that used a wax cylinder and a floating stylus, um, which they called a graphophone. They sent representation representatives to Edison to discuss a possible partnership on the machine since they kind of built upon what he originally, well, he originally created. Uh, but Edison refused to collaborate with them, uh, feeling that the phonograph was his invention alone. Mm-hmm. Edison remo- resumed his <laughs> own work on his phonograph in uh, 1887 and eventually adopted methods similar to Bell and Tate's. <laughs> So this fucking guy who kept stealing his employees' ideas, marketing them as his own, making a big deal about, like, basically stepping off of the the shoulders of others, was like, no, the photograph is mine. No, thank you. And then use their work to improve upon it. I can't handle it. He's such a fucking asshole. He's, like, so slimy. He's so slimy. Also, like, if this was a movie and this was, like, some girl boss... I'd be like, she's so cool. I love her. I love her so much. (laughs) Right. If Tammy Edison was more than a boy boss. It's true. If Tammy Edison was a real person, we would all be cheering for her. Tammy. Uh, Oh my God. Tammy, (laughs) yes. Tammy with an I. Oh yeah, with of a little heart like, on just it. T- Actually, yeah. no, T- not a heart on it. It would be a light bulb. It would be a light bulb. Oh, no. Yes, yes, yeah. right. Tammy Alva. Tammy Alva. <laughs> Tammy Alva. Okay, um, so one of the reasons why Edison does have this like larger than life sort of um, representation, why everyone you know credits him as being this amazing inventor, is that again, being a businessman, he was very invested like in PR. Um, so he like worked really hard to like put his name out there again, very much like the marketing campaigns that we see these days with like tech pros and such. Um, And Mm -hmm. my, one of my favorite stories, this, this was a great weird thing I found and I fell down a rabbit hole and I won't share the whole thing, but in 1898 journalist Garrett, Garrett P service 
penned Edison's Conquest of Mars, a novel serialized in William Randolph's Hearst New York Evening Journal. That's a lot of words, sorry. Um, <laughs> that capitalized on the success of H.G. Wells' War of the Worlds. Because back then, in this time period, you okay. could literally take an exact copy of something, change a couple of words, and then go, it's different. It's fine. It's not plagiarism. Not plagiarism. Not pla- I, used the th- <laughs> I used the thesaurus. It's not plagiarism. Uh, Your Honor, there is a comma on page 10, and I do not use commas on any pages. Ergo, <laughs> different book. You fucking got me there. Um, the narrative <laughs> featured a future that very literally depended on Edison and his inventions. Edison's name sold the story and the newspaper, <laughs> and the plot helped cement the myth that his inventions stem from the power of individual genius. Uh, and I actually oh found God. this great blog and again, I, I kind of I, I didn't want to dive into it because it was really long, but it basically shared all of these excerpts from this book. And it is some wild shit. Like, imagine if Elon Musk hired a biographer and it was in the style yeah. of kind of like Kim Jong-un. It's just so like out, outrageous. It's like and then Edison saved us from the Martians by blowing up the <laughs> polar ice caps on Mars. I mean, I was about to say, this sounds like if Elon Musk decided to become L. Ron Hubbard, you know, yeah, decided to yeah. like create Very. a it, it has that vibe so much. And there's like all these pictures in the blog. I, I also have to send it to you all later because it's it's just so funny or I'll have it in the show notes or something. I'm getting um, Howard Schultz vibes. He wrote like two books, yes. Pour Your Heart Into It and Onward. Oh, Jesus. Um, to like. Pour Your Heart really- Into It. <laughs> oh, my God. Ew. About how much he loved his employees and like his dad worked at a factory that didn't have health care. So now forever, all of his employees would always have health care and it's like a it's like anti-union propaganda of course it is published as a memoir of course it is yeah (laughs) um so in 1912, Henry Ford asked Edison to design a battery for his Model T, uh, which would begin a friendship between the two of them. When Edison's factory burned to the ground in 1916, Ford actually wrote a check for $16 million to help rebuild it. Jesus. In what year? $16 million um, dollars this in 1916. In 1916. Oh so, my, I mean, that must have been ridiculous now. $16 million oh, in no. 1916. I'm intrigued. Not sixteen dollars, sixteen million. <laughs> um, a million was twenty-five million. So whatever the fuck twenty-five million times sixteen, times 16 is. a lot. I mean, I can open my camera. I'm just like literally typing in twenty-five million <laughs> times sixteen. Four hundred million. I should have known that. <laughs> wow. Four hundred million dollars. A lot of fucking money. Um, and apparently they were they were good friends. Um, I'm not going to talk much about They're Henry besties. Ford um, for because maybe someone else is going to talk about him at some point. Ooh, <laughs> teasing. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. But uh, yeah, so Henry Ford entered the chat. That's fun. Um, <laughs> he uh, so Edison was named head of the Naval Consulting Board in 1915 during World War One, and apparently at some point during this time, uh, Nikola Tesla invented radar. And uh, Edison blocked it and wouldn't let the U.S. Navy use it. 
In World God, War One. I. I fucking hate Edison. Okay, I radar is like one of the him. most useful things ever it's invented. It's so useful. Yeah. <laughs> so much. And, and like the but source like, that I... But I want to make more money off of it, so I have to sit on right. it. And give it to other people <laughs> for it, cheap. I can't contract it to the U.S. military until the U.S. military becomes what it's going to be after World War Two. Yeah, <laughs> he was just such a, a petty little man. Um, and it's just like... <laughs> such a little it, bitch. W- one of the sources I read speculated that like probably millions of lives could have been saved if they had had fucking oh radar God. like this could have changed everything in world God war one considering how like devastating world war one was like God damn no excuse yeah. no excuse just other brutal. than just being a giant asshole fuck edison um now luckily because he's on this podcast edison did die um Yay. in the mm-hmm. 1920s his We'd health declined <laughs> right so nice um he declined his health declined and he spent most of oh. his time at home um, for his last two years of life, Aww. he had a, like, a series of ailments that caused his health to decline mm-hmm. even further. And he actually lapsed into a coma on October 14th, 1931. He died four years late. Uh, four years. Four days later, sorry. At age 84. <laughs> four years in a coma? Jesus Christ, right? That's a good nap. Oh. Um, no, so he died four days later at the age of 84. He is now buried at the Edison National Historic Site in New Jersey. <sighs> And that's Thomas. I Edison. sincerely hope. I sincerely hope that uh, while he was in that coma and dying, all of the hallucinations that his dying brain was concocting for him were terrifying, confusing, and uh, heartbreaking. I hope. I mm-hmm. hope he died a thousand deaths in those four days. I hope sucks. Um, the ghost of Daly showed <laughs> up sucks. and beat him in the face with his uh, amputated <laughs> arms. <laughs> Just beating it like, fuck you. <laughs> like, that's what I hope. And then, yeah, Topsy crushed him because uh, Topsy, all the animals <laughs> yeah. that he electrocuted came back and like bit his ass. I hope like, Topsy sat on him. Yeah. Okay. This, this is way more brutal than anything anybody else was saying. But do you remember one guy, one jar? Does anyone <laughs> yes. remember this? Because if you don't, I cannot I cannot explain it on this podcast. Okay. And nobody ever go watch it. But there's um, a jar. There is an anus. And then there were some mistakes that were made. Um, in lieu of two <laughs> girls, one cup. Okay. Um, and this is what I hope happened to Edison, but with light bulbs for the rest mm. of his eternity in hell. Um, One guy and an eternal <laughs> amount of light bulbs. <laughs> <laughs> One guy, infinite, infinite light bulbs. Light bulbs. <laughs> I was like, bulbs. legitimately, this man sounds like, like every single person that met him was like worse off for it. Yep. Like, uh-huh. oh my God. Yep. Um, I didn't really talk much about his his personal life, but he he was married twice. Um, apparently, he was very distant with his his children, especially after the second marriage started because he married somebody. He was like thirty, I think he was like thirty six at the time, and she was twenty, and she was, she was closer in age to his adult children than like or or almost adult children uh, than than she like she was to him, uh, and that apparently really strained relationships between them. Um, yeah, and also I just can imagine that as a dad, he probably kind of sucked because he probably he had a lot of like expectations yeah. for his children to also be inventors, and I don't think many of them did. They're like one one of his sons apparently, where it's was kind of a big deal. Um, and there's like a daughter who apparently uh, was really really smart, but they lived at a time with sexism, 
don't know anything about that. That stopped, right? We, we, we cured that. <laughs> mm-hmm. We invented a, good a thing cure we, to that. Good thing we solved that in the 70s. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're, we're all um, good now. He was mad at his children for being shitty inventors. Like, can we project? Why don't you invented a projector for me, baby? (laughs) (laughs) He couldn't invent shit because all of his inventions were stolen by other people from other people. He's like, I really wanted to love you, children, but the only things I love are things that I've stolen and you're mine. So you're shit. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Respect the Dead. You can follow Respect the Dead on Instagram and Twitter at underscore respect the dead. If you want to follow us individually, you can find our socials in the show notes. And you should check out our YouTube channels. We don't shit on dead people there as often, but still, we're making tons of cool stuff. If you enjoyed Respect the Dead and would like to support us, there's a couple of ways to do that. You can give us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you found us. If you leave us a review, we can read it out on the podcast. Reviews are the best way for new listeners to discover the show. Give us at least five stars and then share us with a good friend who likes venting about dead people. You can also give us some money over on our Patreon. Patreon supporters get some cool bonus content like bloopers from the cutting room floor and even coming up with a fake sponsor ad that we'll read in an episode. It has to be a fake business though, not your MLM, honey. Thanks so much for listening. Join us every Monday for our next Worm Feast. I'm Kellen Conrad. I'm Ailey Mandy. And I'm Hoots. Bye. Bye. Bye.